Fucking hello, and welcome back to the Field of Design. Kick on. Um, stories and nonsense and some <laughs> news, um, and we're part of the sports apparel and creative industry. Um, today, fucking Kit's not here, because he's swanning off around the country while I'm in the trenches, working hard, you know, doing the business. Mason's with me. Uh, Hello, guy. He's always here. Haven't missed an episode yet. Touch wood. Nah, he's uh, he's the guy that the glue that keeps the ship running. That was pretty yep. good. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep going? You you want to keep no. doing? <laughs> right. No, you go. Do it for okay. one. <laughs> Welcome back to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories, and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason, and his arms are heavy, knees weak, palms sweaty, vomit on his sweater already. It's his mum's curry. He's nervous, but on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking now. Everybody's joking now. The clock's run out. Time's up. Over. Yes, I did. My apologies, mate. <laughs> no, it's all right. It <laughs> it's, Nick, it's Nick Bassett, everybody. When did you um, dye your hair blonde? Like, did you copy me or you just did that because, like, it just turned blonde while you were rapping? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got a beard now, so it's not the same. Not, not the, the same. same as it, yeah. Kind of stepped away from that pure Aryan You got, look. like, the upside down hair day. That's exactly why I have a beard, mate. And I, ne- I used to be clean shaven until it became very obvious that <laughs> there was not as much hair on top anymore. So I started growing it. <laughs> it's called self-esteem. Yeah. You don't know what that's about. Nah, nah. Yours comes in loads. None of uh, that. <laughs> mate, we have a massive, massive episode. Let's see if we can keep it shorter than an hour. Uh, this week, we've got more Anzac uh, designs that have dropped. Uh, New Zealand are keen to take on the Commonwealth Games again. Betting companies are off the front of the Premier League jerseys. EA Sports' first look since moving away from the FIFA brand for their gaming and much more. If you'd like to keep up with the visual references in today's show, you can visit our Instagram page at Field of Design Podcast. And uh, look out for the episode highlights reel. You can also find the source articles and referenced links via this episode's dedicated page at thefieldofdesign.com. And we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us through our Instagram or via email at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Let's hit the ground running with the news, mate. Let's go. Uh, from Gold Coast FC, the Gold Coast Suns and Zach Guernsey. The Suns once again joined forces with RSL Queensland for this year's Anzac Round, which will honour the contributions of 1.5 million service personnel who have served our country in wars, conflicts and peacekeeping operations. The front of the Guernsey features poppies as a symbol of commemorate, commemoration to honour those who have fallen over the rising sun, which signifies the dawn service synonymous with Anzac Day. A sprig of rosemary, which grows wildly on the Gallipoli Peninsula, is prominent on the left shoulder as another symbol of remembrance. The words, left, lest we forget, are also displayed on the back of the Guernsey. 
similar to last year um i do like the whole gradient look of the suns on these anzac jerseys um i hope they can go that direction somewhere in their main stuff but yeah i don't know it's it's that thing eh? like oh lest we forget is featured there's some poppies on it some rosemary yeah yeah it's uh um stepping away from the anzac theme just for a second i know that the suns have some really groovy uh training apparel and it's a shame that for a club that doesn't really use the traditional colors they've gone for really bright you know gold coast flamboyant colors they're trying to keep with a traditional design for their standard gear i know at some point we're going to get to that gold coast (laughs) episode where we do a deep dive into them but um yeah i'd really like to see some some sort of these type of elements you know the the gradient yellow not even in like a pure um gradient but you know some sort of mesh gradient or something like that incorporated into their you know a standard design i think if if they're using these flamboyant reds and yellows you know the real gold coast strip type look they they've probably got a license to step away from that and, and be a little bit more interesting uh on the design itself yeah i think putting aside um the, the fact that, that there's poppies featured this year it's it's pretty much really very similar to design last year's design isn't it with the the gradient just below the logo and and somewhat of a silhouetted design underneath it but they're on not the right, track. It's, right yeah not saying it's it's bad at all I, it's a nice guernsey so so was last year's yeah but and the all red looks looks better too i think rather than having the yellow side panels mm-hmm. i think that when the suns have all red as the primary without those side panels it seems to look a little bit better in my opinion at least not that harsh lion eh? yeah uh the numbers on the back still have a white key line around it i don't understand why it's very clear here that the the red on yellow or the yellow on red works so much better than the white key line so i I really don't know what's you know what the purpose is there you know from someone in the industry it's it works in sometimes and sometimes it's not necessary and i don't really think it's necessary this time Yes, uh, Port Adelaide. So this is from portadelaidefc.com.au. They're Anzac Guernsey. Port Adelaide players will wear a commemorative Anzac Guernsey that has been carefully designed, drawing on inspiration from the Lone Pine Monument at Alberton Oval. The tree is a descendant of the original Lone Pine on the Gallipoli Peninsula in Turkey, which marked the site of the Battle of Lone Pine in August 1915. The tree was planted at Alberton in 2015 in memory of the men and women of the local Port Adelaide district who paid the supreme sacrifice in World War I. Included in the Guernsey design are the words, lest we forget, and the ADF icons to represent all aspects of our defence forces. I I love Uh, this one. The the front is, well, the back, get rid of the black box. You don't need that. But um, no, I love the front of this. One of those sort of similar to the Bulldogs kind of ones with the rosemary slash pine sort of needles um, yeah i think you'll be offending a lot of people by saying remove the the block off the back um uh, i think that's a bit of an iconic thing for port uh, <laughs> for port adelaide <laughs> no lot, they're right uh, these lot want their stripes back so 
<laughs> they can get rid of the box. <laughs> yeah, it is a striking design, though, isn't it? And and yeah. shout out also to uh, Josh, who I've been going back and forward with uh, the last few weeks via Instagram um, over there at Port Adelaide. Uh, if you're listening, mate. Um, yeah, it, it it's quite. Uh, it's got a bit of an illusion to it, doesn't it? When when it's at a further distance, those the that textural pattern in the teal color really goes a little bit psychedelic in a way doesn't yeah, it yeah yeah don't you think uh, yeah no completely agree it almost goes um like those glasses you look through as a kid, <laughs> yeah. You and, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I do like it as well i must yeah. admit um that's fantastic. I, I actually really you know i know that, that again there's a lot of history with port and that's another episode that we'll get to at some point when <laughs> when this podcast pays for itself in some capacity but um yeah uh the, the teal and the black and the white i think work really well with port yeah good color combo even if it's not what they supposedly want south sydney rabbitos this is from rabbitos.com.au the rabbitos will wear uh will be wearing the 2023 rabbitos anzac round jersey against the panthers which pay tribute to the royal australian navy submarine service inspired by the dark color of submarines and the refracted light of deep water this jersey features bold stripes that symbolize the bravery courage and resilience of our submariners uh, featuring the Royal Australian Navy Submarine Service badge with the Rabbitohs logo in the middle. This jersey serves as, as a reminder of our teammates' commitment to excellence and dedication to our community. Um, yeah. It sure. is currently blurb. six all between the Rabbitohs and the Panthers as well. So, okay. Uh, go the bunnies in this one. Uh, nice jersey though. I like, I like blackout jerseys. The gold on the logo is pretty cool. Um, obviously, they would have needed a, some sort of special treatment to get that on the front. Which just um, having a uh, having the team name the Rabbitohs, I think when you submit something, it just goes through a bypass system, doesn't it? Tick. Big Automatic tick. tick. <laughs> Same as the um, torn the off bunny they wore a couple of weeks ago. The roosters. Yeah. If, if, you, if you, your letterhead's got roosters or South Sydney... Uh, just, the word Sydney on it. It. <laughs> just the word Sydney <laughs> that seems to go through the fast track approval process <laughs> not true at all um but anyway allegedly yeah uh i don't know about the the little blurb i yeah can't say i agree with the the marketing spin behind it all but um yeah i think that it's pretty effective what they've ended up with and as you said the treatment of the logo there yeah, and it's different to what you expect from an Anzac jersey, so you got to applaud them for that. Yep. Uh, okay, shifting over now to uh, melbournestorm.com.au. This is from their shop. Due to late delivery, we cannot guarantee delivery prior to Anzac Day. Oh, who's that? Car store, that's right. Uh, Melbourne Storm have released theirs. No official blurb on their website. Uh, but um, yeah, as I said, we'll we'll include the the links there. Starting to think you've got an agenda against Castor, mate. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's uh, well, like you've got a professional NRL team. I think there's some level of responsibility there. How can you constantly be delayed? Did you not <laughs> learn from last year's Anzac? Did you not learn from last year's Indigenous? Well, uh, like. 
two years ago's Eagles. Yeah, West Coast. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Like, how many times do you get this? How many times? How many times? I don't know. The, the Melbourne, the Melbourne crowd must be uh, incredibly frustrated. But let's let's we're here to talk design. So let's let's talk design. Um, yeah, not a fan. Whatever. <laughs> well, they've they've done um done the whole V of poppies, but Chevron of poppies before um a couple times, haven't they? In their past, just looking back for yep. this week's episode. Um, I don't know. Are the poppies a little bit too sort of realistic? Like maybe you'd want it a bit more stylized. I don't yeah, know. or or big. they have done that in the past though. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Is it the exact same poppy and have they made any attempt to rotate or flip them or change the oh, yeah. lighting on them at all or have they just duplicated, copied and pasted and just popped them on there? I think it, it, it is the same one, isn't it? It is the same one and yeah. it doesn't look like it's been rotated. It's very limited was, amounts of leading, rotation. It was yeah. a leading question for you. I think the I can see one that. that's been rotated about twelve degrees, but okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> great job, Castor. <laughs> uh, all right, we the, we're not going to go through the this one. We'll encourage everyone to go to our website and and click on the links here. But the Roosters and Zach. Uh, from roosters.com. The roosters will pay tribute to the eastern suburb side of 1944 to 1946, again wearing the Bondi Blue uh, wartime coloured jerseys designed to uh, represent the club's proud history while serving as a symbol of wartime hardship and on-field success. Now, this is somewhat of the, a similar or same adaption to last year and, and the team over at the roosters have indicated that this is a tradition that they're going to continue with moving forward. Uh, we've got two links there to check out. There's a really good one, the second one that'll be included on the website there that it's, it kind of goes through a bit of a, a storytelling process of um, the Bondi Blue and and where they got to where they are at now. But, um, yeah, I, I don't mind it. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, it's a great story behind it and, yeah, keen for a, a tradition like this to continue moving yeah. forward. I think that's the story of this one, eh? Like the tradition of it. If clubs have such a particular story to that club, I think go for it from now on, sort of thing. If Anzac jerseys, like you guys were saying last week, are going to die, well, then something like that can keep it alive where it's not yeah. so Anzacified, but there is a story behind it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Geelong have also dropped theirs on their cat store but no official blurb at this point in time um it's pretty uh, really standard design from what you'd expect from geelong just with the names on the back um yeah okay so going across the globe now to the other side uh, this is uh, thanks to our friends over at theguardian.com regarding the Premier League club's ban betting companies from the front of shirt sponsorship in a groundbreaking agreement under which Premier League clubs have banned match day front of shirt sponsorship deals with gambling companies from the summer of 2026 has provoked mixed reactions 
The Premier League said its clubs had agreed to the measure voluntarily, but what can be viewed as an uneasy compromise dictates that it will still be possible to promote gambling bans on the shirt sleeves and pitch side advertising. Currently, eight of the 20 Premier League clubs have betting companies as front-of-shirt sponsors, including clubs such as um, Everton, Fulham, West Ham, and more. Uh, the collective value of those contracts is about 60 million. Uh, what's that, mate? You've, you've done traveling pounds. Uh, 60 million pounds a year. Uh, Aston Villa and Wolves wear betting related sleeve adverts. Yeah, so, I, know, <clears throat> I know it's been a big thing in football for a while, English football, trying to. I know fans don't like it. I know kit nerds don't like the fact that a lot of these, like, not so well known like asian bidding sponsors just the logos look shit so um <laughs> that's why they want to get rid of them the sort of the the kit nerds and then yeah um obviously we're going through this similar sort of thing here with fans not wanting gambling sponsors on jerseys yeah this is very much deviating away from the design aspect of our podcast and more to the like the jersey collectors and the niche uh, specific jersey sponsorship side. But let me pose a question to you, mate. I've done a few mock-ups in my time that have been presented or, you know, inaugural teams that don't have sponsors. Do you think that fans would rage more around, and I'm talking about, you know, the the, the kit nerds, the jersey nerds, would rage more at a bad design because a kit doesn't have sponsors on them or... Uh, that no, I the think sponsor it's the is not to their. Taste. I think it's the opposite. So I think, I think West Ham do offer their jersey without the front of shirt sponsor for sale. So you can mm-hmm. buy buy both. Um, I think Newcastle do the same. For memory, um, so no, I actually think fans don't want a front sponsor. Fans don't the, want a sponsor on the front of their yeah. football jerseys. The fact that it's offered without one sort of tells me that. And then, yeah, you see sort of comment sections going wild with, oh, look, you know, this we don't have a sponsor this year. How good's that sort of thing? So Is that right? Okay. Is this Premier Leagues? But you're talking specifically yeah, Premier yeah. League here. English, yeah, okay. English football, um, more specific. I know I prefer a sponsor just because to me it adds that professional look to it. Looks mm. a bit empty without one, but yeah, I can see why traditionalists don't like jersey sponsors. Yeah, well, in my experience, I'd certainly find you get more backlash just around the design of something when it doesn't have a sponsor on it. You know, yeah, okay. it, I think just naturally people go, it doesn't doesn't look good. Like there's, yeah, you yeah. know, there's just something you know that uncanny valley kind of where, um. Yeah, we're so used to it that something's missing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then, yeah, you can't please everyone, obviously, but yeah. Uh, and then additional link there regarding uh, the Australian sporting landscape's response to this and pretty much indicating that, you know, it is it is going to happen here. It's just a matter of how long um, and how yep. much pushback the industry uh, does. So. Yeah, it won't be won't yeah. be too long, I'd say. It's already a thing over in New Zealand as well. So Australian teams' jerseys change when they go over there. Yeah, yep. Uh, and oh, I think, yeah, 
Yeah, when they, when they go and travel to New Zealand, they actually have different sponsors, don't they? For mm. um, so for their club. Yeah, I mean, Cowboys for us, um, TAB yeah. on their sternum um, that changed to their community logo, and then I know Melbourne. Uh, every they would have to do it a lot. Um, they had Crown Crown Casino on the front of yeah. theirs, and they had to yeah change it a fair bit. Yeah, and Manly this year as well, obviously with points bet. So what did, what a Manly put on there? Their, uh, their club one? Not sure. I don't know. Um, it might. I know they have their like away jersey sponsor, URM, and then there's the like Sea Eagles Foundation logo, yeah. which goes on all the kids jerseys as well. Uh, retail because you can't have betting sponsors on kids jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, man, it's a shame that Kit's not here for this episode because I reckon there would have been a, a good amount of banter come out of this between the two of you. Uh, mate, you are familiar with uh, EA Sports, FIFA, now EA Sports FC. FC, yes. So this is the uh, e-sporting uh, landscape, but st- still designed. So I've um, this is from medium.com. Uh, EA Sports FC unveiling its new brand vision identity and logo, replacing the EA FIFA brand, a par- partnership spanning back to the 90s. A new emblem which is set within a triangular grid system reflects the dominant use of the triangles in wider soccer culture. This is the best football club in the world. We wanted to create far more than a logo, a design system that lived in every part of the FC experience as well as in the wider world of football culture. Uh, with FIFA now firmly in the rearview mirror, Electronic Arts has revealed their new logo, the EA Sports FC, which it hopes will be able to continue the series' incredible run of success. Uh, so get get used to seeing this eyesore. Or do, you, <laughs> or do you like it? I just don't get what they mean by the triangle is highly used in football. What is... I don't think I've ever noticed... That before, uh, not yeah. widely used. Anyway, um, yeah, I think uh, they mean the game, right? Like, I think if you look at a lot of the collateral, collateral that's been released, um, you know, the little icon, the little triangle above the player that's got the ball to know yeah, who, who you are. Um, that's a good shout. Yeah, a bit, a bit of repetitive of that shape th- apparently throughout, and you know, check out all of the collateral there if you're into that stuff. Um, just don't think the lockup between the EA logo and the FC logo is great. Um, I like a lot of the other, you know, little the little bits and pieces that they released with it, the other collateral. Um, but even the FC triangle itself didn't fully sell to me either. Don't, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, the circle next to the triangle is a bit dodgy. EA Sports looks much better above the fc but yeah, yeah the the c is almost very dominant yeah and like to the F, right? and and the tri- and the triangle just next to the f as well to nearly complete the yeah the the fc yeah but I don't um, know if we'll see i think there's going to be three games now with pro evolution which is now e-football which kind of shot themselves in the foot and then fifa have said they're going to continue their own game as well so it'll be ea sports versus fifa now yeah ea have um have still signed i think the three mate the the, all of the clubs from the three major leagues 
too yeah. apparently so <laughs> yeah they've still got a lot of licensing agreements so so yeah who, who knows from a yeah from a gaming point of view but yeah it's interesting to see how much brand that you know the fifa brand actually carries across to yeah. people because it'll yeah. be ea will sort of have the coding of the game whereas fifa's got the name right so mm-hmm. interesting yeah um, are you going to play the new AFL 23 game? No. Up? No. <laughs> Where exactly would I fit that into my schedule, <laughs> mate? Uh, I've been trying to get through um, Spider-Man on PlayStation for like, I know, I know it was released like six or seven years ago, but I probably started playing it maybe six months ago and I, Still haven't <laughs> finished it. An hour, an hour here or there every couple of weeks, but that's yeah. that's the limit limitation of my gaming. Although I am keen for, you probably aren't interested at all. But um, the next Star Wars Jedi games, I think, drops in the next fortnight. I'll I'll buy it, but who knows when I get <laughs> to it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, jumping over to another portion of the globe. This is MajorLeagueCricket.com. A new era in American cricket launches in Houston when six teams set to complete in the inaugural season of Major League Cricket this summer will select their rosters for the historic competition. Um, The Space Center Houston, located in the NASA Johnson Space Center, will provide an iconic venue and backdrop for the league's first ever draft. I think that draft may have happened now. Uh, The league unveiled a fresh brand look with a new logo being released, as well as multiple teams releasing uh, new new teams released or uh, revealing rebrands. Um, so first off, the the major league cricket logo, uh, very American, don't very you think? Very American. I don't mind it though. Uh, yeah, it it's supposed to be wickets. Yeah, it's got the wickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I got from it too. But um, yeah, and and I think their old logo they had a, a silhouette of a a batsman in there too, um, which. Yeah, I didn't mind. This This nearly is a little bit not generic, but I think actually loses some of that cricket visual identity, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. And what are, what are your thoughts on some of the... The um the teams that have that have come through there. So we've got the Seattle Orcas, um, Washington Freedom, San Francisco <laughs> Unicorns. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that the branding's a bit off. Yeah. <laughs> it comes across as maybe <laughs> uh, C grade, C grade branding. But I guess maybe that's what we you're getting when you we trying to introduce a a, a sport yeah. into something that. You know, I know in, major league the American market. Major league rugby's having that sort of similar fight as well over there. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, interesting that sort of the Indian Premier League sides, Mumbai Indians and um, the Super Kings, will sort of be involved. Yeah, the New York one's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Like that. Yeah, they've gone with the. Yeah, MI New York, yeah, it's and they're still using that kind of swirl thing as well. Yeah. Um Yeah, and, and Texas Super Kings never in my 
years would I have thought that you'd get a Texas-based team called the Super Kings. (laughs) Just not not that at all. Everything's bigger in Texas, mate. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so probably my favorite out of all them would probably be the Orcas. I don't, I quite like that black and green. I think, you know, it's quite obvious yeah, now. Colors. We like the, the color combinations of black and green color combos, but. Uh, Fair enough. Colors yeah. aren't bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you're right, though. Kind of that sort of not clip art, but esports kind of cheaper look yeah. for some of them. Yeah. And and their collateral also is very much uh, using a stock standard um, uh, After Effects, you know, presentation for, yeah. for all of their releases too. But, you know, good on them. Budget's got to do what the budget's got to do. Uh, okay. This is... Actually, um, sorry. Just, I hope they have, like, just random dudes that are 35 like <laughs> that you watched play in Australia 10 years ago. Because that's, yeah. what, that's what MLR is. It's just, like... Some like a bunch of just C grade Kiwi players that don't get super rugby contracts. You're just like, oh shit, he's playing. Yeah, like, get get a bit of pocket money going over yeah, yeah. playing in top grade like, US rugby. But Anonu's <laughs> still, well, he was still playing over there, and <laughs> he hasn't played for the All Blacks in eight years. And like, there's a dude, Kurt Baker, who um has been on the sevens circuit for a hundred years, and now he's just yeah playing his yeah. trade over in the US. I tell you what, though, those cricketers, like, they just travel the world playing 2020 now and get yeah. paid ridiculous amounts of money. I'm just going to go and play six weeks in the IPL and then I'm going to go over and do the, the big bash here and then I'm going to go over yeah. and play. Oh, my God. Trent Bolt's on that tour now, now that he's sort of retired from the Black Caps. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so f- this is... Um, through netflix.com we are excited to announce that netflix and lacoste are creatively coming together to release a new collection celebrating some of the extraordinary universes of our most beloved shows including stranger things bridgerton lupin money heist the witcher sex education shadow and bone and elite um on the 12th of april the iconic lacoste clothing whether polo sweatshirts track shoots and more have been reimagined from the upside down to las vegas high school with the lacoste crocodile drawing the netflix costumes from these fan favorite netflix shows the reason this caught my attention is this is a trend that lacoste have been doing for a little while now i think we even maybe mentioned it on an episode last year where lacoste um transferred out the crocodile logo for endangered animals um, from around the globe and and we're doing some uh, campaign around uh, endangered species and and wildlife reserves. Uh, It's very uncommon for brands of this size to completely just tear up the brand guidelines book and replace their logo with something else but yeah uh, lacoste seem to be doing it a fair bit so i wonder if it's proving any benefits for them or not definitely the partnership with netflix would be but the, just the brand recognition itself uh yeah, yeah. i think yeah you go for it why not throw the brand guidelines out for a bit and see what you can do mm-hmm and uh, this one is from Inside the Games. 
the New Zealand Olympic Committee, with support from the country's government, your friends, has announced its interest in hosting the 2034 Commonwealth Games. New Zealand has previously hosted the Games in 1950 in Auckland, 1974 in Christchurch, and 1990 in Auckland again. Uh, I just, I'd love to see them get it again, just from a, a creative point of view. I think come so far in that space since the early 90s that um you know i think we could get a lot of a lot of indigenous stuff coming back through in the branding and everything and you know i'm a sucker for that stuff we know we know that we've talked about that on the podcast before yes yeah you definitely get all of that come through um and yeah it'd be exciting to have it back home i'd make the trip to see it and uh, not many people not many um countries or commonwealth representatives tend to to tender for them this often anymore so it's nearly like if you put your hand out you're guaranteed to yeah. <laughs> it's like you're sitting in the front row of a comedy festival or something like that you're guaranteed that you're gonna get it is, yeah is it a dying event oh i think so or you know the prestigeness the prestigeness of it yeah. i think is uh yeah is definitely withering away the co- costs are blowing out and uh yeah i don't know how much longer you know they probably will but with the 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 level of effort and value that goes into it will probably change to building new stadiums and branding and stuff like that to you know just using the local stadium and setting Mm. it up with a streaming service of some sort i'd say yeah i mean i don't know if it was just because i was a kid and whatever but you know 20 years ago you sort of held it on a pretty near level to the olympics like as a kid yeah i certainly agree now i sort of don't even (laughs) you don't even bother i I bother but like i i don't look to know know when it's on i just sort of oh look the calm games are Mm. on i wonder if that's an age thing or whether that is an actual perception of uh where we are at yeah Um, i wonder what it is but no it'd be cool for new zealand to get another event like that and what are Inter Miami up to, my friend? Uh, Inter Miami have returned to the ocean to launch the club's Adidas One Planet jersey alongside a great hammerhead shark. Pretty cool I did, marketing. I um, did see Looks this. awesome. Uh, so it completes a three-part campaign to promote responsible plastic use and the positive impact it can have on our ocean habitat. Um, I saw the jersey. It reminds me of the sort of parlay... Adidas uh-huh. collaborations that have been going on with that light sort of tealy color. Is this um, the Flamingo team? Yes. Yep. David Beckham's team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Does the um, full uniform come in that crop, that crop version with the white bikini bottoms? <laughs> no. Okay. Have some professionalism. Okay. <laughs> um, now the second link there has got the full kit. Um, the graphic, I quite like the graphic on it, uh, even though it's sort of random and it's definitely a one-off sort of jersey graphic, uh, like royal and white sort of topography lines, wave lines, foamy water, and Did plastic you say wave. Typography wave. or topographic? Topo- topography. Topography. That's, that's is, that I mean. is, that, is that the word? Is that the word? Topology. <laughs> Apology. Topog- topography. <laughs> The arrangement of the natural and artificial physical features of an era. Fuck, I'm right again. Topography. 
You haven't caught Not me. Not to be confused with typography. No. My you apologies. <laughs> um, uh, the color is the... different. The color is very different to the marketing photos, isn't it? But some of the marketing photos yeah. of them under the water, it's a very uh... small pale. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, thoughts on the pattern of this one? The sort of um, cover stitching going on. It's a very 2012 kind of Adidas looking pattern, I think. We're talking the like the construction. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know quite a few panels going on all over in random places. It's a, it's got a sh- yeah. It's like the the back pop. Well, the it's not quite a raglan. Well, it is a raglan, but it um gets cut off. I guessed oh, maybe what four centimeters, five centimeters from the from the shoulder if you were measuring along a. Uh, along the top of the shoulder there, and that really treats the whole back of the jersey itself, yeah. wrapping around. Yeah, it is quite unique now that you've pointed it out to me. I didn't really pay too much attention. I was so distracted by the black stripes down the sleeves. Oh, those, um, are, those are completely necessary. They didn't want to put them in, in the blue that's been used for the major, <laughs> no, major no. parts of the jersey. The black stripes had the final touch, you know. This looks like something that you you were trying to whip together uh, a few years ago when we were mucking around with with patterns, um, putting a whole lot of panels in a whole lot of different places. Uh, for a start, mine had <laughs> square shoulders. Okay. No raglan. Nah, nah. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, similar, but it it does remind me a lot of this 2012 Adidas pattern. I'll have to bring it up. And it's um, like a cape. That's what it is. Like if you imagine yeah. a cape, it's it's kind of stitched in at the front there. Yeah, um, yeah. That flips flips over the, over the shoulders and down the back. Uh, yeah, I reckon it could have done with some trim on the sleeves, some cuffs. Yeah, in the blue. Yeah, and the royal Next. or like the the black. Uh, yeah, maybe the black actually. Yeah, the the the, the stripes are the black. Are black. Yeah. The Adidas logo is black. The main icon's black. Don't mind the neckline too. It's a nice. Um, I'm just going to zoom in here. Quite if, thin, eh? Which is nice. Uh, it's not allowing me to zoom in, but um. <laughs> Yeah, it's not quite. It's like a V-neck, but it's not quite. Hey, because it's it's kind of cut off along the front. It's like a V-panel. Yeah, it's an interesting color combination. I will say that having that teal color and then that royal blue. Um, but... Yeah, you'd usually go a darker blue, wouldn't you? Just off the top of your head, if you're going teal, oh, you know, navy, perfect combo. But mm. no, I, I quite like it. Yeah, some text on there and plastic waste. Yeah, waste, waste waste wasted waste yeah uh far out mate um (laughs) big episode uh hopefully it's enjoyable for everyone listening at home i'm sure it is uh all right let's we we put the call out during the week on our instagram stories as to best and worst anzac jerseys and guernseys um as we're Traveling through this this time where it, it appears that the the death of the Anzac jersey is near or in the in the way we view it now. Um so 
we, we put the call out. We got a few responses and we also put together a few of our own thoughts as well. Um, did you want to start off with one of yours, your preferences or worst or best? Worst or best. Um, I'll start off with one of the best and it's probably quite an obvious one, but the Collingwood Magpies sort of rosemary design. Um the 2021 version with the black base and white rosemary. Yeah, this okay. one, yeah, fantastic to me. Follows their club tradition with the jersey design. Uh, the stripes are organic and natural. They're not cut off by, or the the rosemary's not cut off by the stripes, which I think they've done this year, which looks a lot worse. So, yeah, um, I think we probably all agreed last year and at the time that this one was always a winner. Yeah, the big problem I think that they've had Collingwood specifically is they always play Essendon during this yeah. match and Essendon have a black base as well. Uh, I'll, I'll probably go, I, I actually do prefer the white one with the the inverted because yeah, okay. they did the inverted one as well. Was that the year yeah. before or the year after? I think it was the year after um, they went to the white base one. Yeah, but I, again, like clean... It's a clean, I mean, it's a busy design, but it's also a clean design too. I think it's executed really well. Um, and, yeah, I imagine that they'll probably settle on something of that vein going forward for more years to come too. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I agree with you on the white. That's a great one too. Um, no no arguments from me on... On which on, one? On they're both being good, Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to stick with the AFL and, and a good one too. It's the 2022 Richmond one, which I think they've somewhat carried over into this year as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I actually prefer this over the Essendon's poppy sash. I don't uh, know yeah. whether it's because we've it hasn't been around as long or what, but just the smaller details in it, the 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 uh the more uh, na- i wouldn't say natural but uh just the effect that it gives as you know the smaller bits and pieces of it make it a little bit busier and a little bit stronger i think um I think and you had it there i think it's the size that probably helps of the elements yeah and i think it also has a just an element of prestige to it too yeah. i can't fully articulate it but you know if you've ever played Zelda and you walk into you know <laughs> uh the temple of time or something like that you you, you kind of get that that vibe that feeling that I, I'm kind of thinking or, or hell even just the um the war m- memorial in Canberra you, there's just uh there's a vibe about it a sense of value and prestigeness and sentiment to it that I think this Guernsey in particular yeah. resonates and touches me yeah Nah, it's a super, super classy design, eh? Even those little details it had on the back, down the yep. lower back. And I think they were in gold, weren't they? Which, I don't know, always just adds something. Yes, yep. Uh, nah, so that's, yeah, another one I can never argue with. Um, You spoke about Essendon. What's your favourite of theirs? Uh... Yeah, I'm a bit flip flopping. I know we t- we talked pre-recording as to which ones we liked, and since then I've kind of 
gone a little bit back and forth. Uh, I like, I really like the boldness of the 2017 one. Uh, I've been trying to find a decent image of it um, in situ, in, in, in worn by a player during the game or something like that. Uh, I think it is a little bit messy too, but yeah, I'd still say I, I kind of like the boldness, the thick outlines of the poppies on that one. Um, and probably my most disliked one would be the 2018 one. Um, I don't, I don't know whether anyone else agrees or disagrees with me, but I get a real hibiscus type feel um, when I look at that particular version of the illustrations of the poppies. Yeah. No, I can, I can definitely see it when you bring that up. I think. Um... I don't mind the sort of realism of this year's one, mm-hmm. uh, but the sort of least favorite from them would definitely be the, I think it was 2015, the Adidas one, um, where the poppies are cut off by the sash, so they're sort of a straight line sash, which I don't know, I think yeah. we've all agreed that that's not the way to go with something like this. Field of poppies that have just been, yeah, clipped too. I think rule of thumb, you know, we've kind of come to is anything that's kind of got a naturalistic design to it, it really doesn't sit too well when it's just clipped into a a clipping mask. No, let it finish naturally. Yeah, I concur. (laughs) And um, some of the worst ones from the AFL? Uh, I know this one was mentioned on our Instagram, the Hawthorne 2010 Kokoda yes. jersey, which um, the Hawk needs to go big time. And I think something I've found as well is we'll talk about it soon with, with Manly and Parramatta is <laughs> camo has to be tonal, doesn't it? If you're going to oh, use mate. camo, make it tonal. Uh, there's, yes, there's something severely overdone with the camo and it really needs to be worked on hard to be executed correctly yeah Yeah. i agree with you um and in this instance man is that not that's i'm sorry for anyone if if you did design this one but that's nearly park footy for me when i look at that like the (laughs) the the kind of faded side panels the massive hawk on the front and then the the camo on there that's something that i'd expect to see in in park footy a little bit more than than i would at an afl team yeah, yeah sorry about that <laughs> it's almost a pre-match jersey eh? <laughs> yeah 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 and, um, and what did, what year did we say it was 2015 so uh, 2010 yeah, to 12 i think oh okay yeah so a few years they ran with it another dodgy camo one um, mm, you're not gonna here you go yet was um gws the giant oh, yes their first ever anzac jersey um had the orange top and then the sort of white g that the old g um their little like cross swordy looking thing yeah um, and it's yeah all that's just sitting on top of camo and again it's that whole natural shapes just cut off by hard lines which, yep. um, yeah, it's just like stuff thrown on stuff of other stuff, which looks dodgy. Yeah. 
and this was a time when the GWS Giants were using the G uh, more on the, you know, cut off on the side panel and they were incorporating, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were calling it like the, the Canberra Tower or the Telstra Tower or something like that. There was that that kind of T, that cross T looking element mm. in there. Um, there's something tied in with Canberrans or a location there. Um, and they used to use that as the, uh, the jersey that they would use when they were playing at a certain stadium, I think. So um, good to see that's kind of gone too because that <laughs> never really quite worked. But, yeah. There's certain camos that are aesthetically pleasing too and certain camos yeah. that aren't. Uh, and I am in no way a, you know, uh, military enthusiast, um, but I really feel like that camo that's being used isn't, aesthetically pleasing either nah um you're you're right i think they definitely have to be tonal i think the smaller i guess the sort of medium size paint splotches is probably the way to go um i'm a fan of the like digital camo yes. as well digital camo is cool um yeah what yeah that and has been like, used on something i'm, I'm sure Real anyway. tree camo as well. That shit's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Real... is, that's, that, is that quite military though? <laughs> nah, that's hunting and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Real tree with like high, um, with like hivers orange trim. So cool. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to um, hijack for a second and jump in before I know it gets taken. Um, and, it, and it has been mentioned every single time that we have talked uh, about Anzac jerseys and Guernseys, but it is the 2015 Penrith Anzac jersey. I think one of the first ones that they've done, and and I think the Panthers haven't really done too many of them either. But um, this is still by far, in my mind, the best jersey for Anzac Day that has ever been done. Um, it's got the uh, <laughs> now the tried and tried and used uh, silhouette along the. The, the bottom portion of the, the jersey there, but all of the sponsors have been subbed out uh, and we've got the um, the Rising Sun logo in the middle um, in, a, in a gold uh, treatment um, and the, the poppy along the, the, the collar there. Uh, still, you know, and, and those colours are just, again, just so impactful, I think, um, and really at the end of the day sell um the whole uh visual story that's being told there yeah completely agree um i think the fact that this is the best probably is a testament to the sponsors being on board as well mm. um you know them giving up their spot for a game and something i love about this jersey is the orange isn't just a fade to black it's that sort of natural smoky look it's very smoky, which, yes. Which is, yeah, something I try to incorporate when I do stuff like the fades is, you know, have the cloudy texture go through it so it's not just a straight fade, make it a bit more realistic. Uh, and one quite similar to that is the West Tigers, mm -hmm. um, Anzac Guernsey. I can't remember what year it was from, <clears throat> but it had a very similar like, sort of red smoke fade. Um not quite yeah. as well executed because you've still got the, the sponsors on and stuff. 2018 it was. 2018, um, yeah, gotcha. I don't think it needs it on the sleeves, the design, but um, 
yeah, I just wanted to bring that one up with that similar sort of smoky looking fade, which which looks great. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll go again. Um, and I'm going to throw out, uh, this is still in, in my good good ones, is the Canberra Raiders 2015. It's a bit of an obscure one, probably one that you wouldn't expect to have up there. Um, but I, I don't know. I kind of like the the aesthetic that they've gone with there. It's it's a little bit um, grunge. Grungy, I think, might be the term that we could use. Yep. Um, it's kind of they've deviated away from their standard green, and it's a, it's not quite khaki, but it is more of a dirty, dusty green. Um, you know, it, is, it does kind of incorporate that military green more look in there, um, using again that similar linear pattern that are featured on the Panthers one we just talked about before. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's for me, there's just something special about that one. Yeah, no, I think that khaki color you've got to get right, don't you, when you use it? I know the Warriors was it 2019 one was almost like a baby sick kind of green brown. <laughs> yes, I know 20, the one you're talking about. 2020, um, it, you know, even though they tried to get that sort of camo color right. Um, so, yeah, when you're going that khaki green, it's got to be right. But I can see. Can see your point on that one. What else have you got? Uh, one I always had an affinity with, and I honestly only think it's because of the sponsor was the Manly DY RSL jersey. Okay, which um, year was that? I think 2020. And I don't know when I started at Dynasty, that was like the first jersey I asked if we had a, <laughs> <laughs> a one left over. Oh, um, I d- yeah, 2021 it is. It, it kind of really fades from a, a really, sh- you know, blood orange down the bottom to that there. I don't even know if it is their traditional maroon, but it is a maroon towards the top. Yes, yeah, it's, you know, it's their pink transitioning. Yeah, actually, yeah, that you're right. That is quite a good one as well. Yeah, I just like, uh, yeah, the, obviously the silhouette. Um you know, oversized. You don't usually see it quite that large on the jersey, but I just think the square DYRSL that sells it for me. Um, mm-hmm, and then obviously mm. the again the natural clouds in the in the sunrise sunset rather than just a fade, which is always better. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to jump on Manly for a second, move over to some of the bad, <laughs> some of my bad ones, and I think a lot of the responses that we got from um, the the shout out that we we put up on our Instagram story was for this one, and that is the 2012 one. 2012, uh, damn. 20, yes, 2012, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here with Manly in that space, but um, looks like a cow. It does exactly look like a cow. So, uh, yeah. I'm sure that there's a reason behind it, just like the next one that I will bring up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely missed the mark. As again, it's just that same thing, a tonal camo. Um, we may as well throw again Parramatta in with that one. And That exactly was my next one. Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, word. go on. <laughs> uh, well, do, do we need to keep talking about it? But last yeah. year's Parramatta one, the the uh, paperback quote-unquote design that they released and uh 
award-winning, Field of Design award-winning yeah. worst jersey of the year. Yeah, no uh, the, uh, the paperback uh, Parramatta one, yep. Just, At least yeah. they've um, answered it this year with what could be one of the jerseys of the year with their Anzac. So, what um, a redemption story from the Parramatta Eels! They've heard their fans and, uh, well, and us and <laughs> <laughs> us as in the Jersey nerd community and and fixed it up. So good yeah. on them. Um, yeah, another really sort of dodgy one I found that looked very image Tracy to me was the Cowboys 2015. Um, <sighs> back okay. in the ISC days. Um, yeah, I don't That's... know about this one. <laughs> I know the Cowboys have a great relationship with um, veterans up there and obviously the Townsville history. So I'm sure there would have been a big story behind it. Uh, is this the one with the soldier on the yeah the, the left, gold, left hand the side of the soldier? Front? Yeah, oh, I I quite like that one. I didn't I didn't put it in as my um you know anyone any of mine to talk about, but yeah, I don't know. I nah. suppose I can see where you're coming nah, from when nah. you say that it's got the image trace kind of look to it, but I think it's just a simplified silhouette version. Maybe I need to get a. Have you got a copy of one? Have you got a close up copy that I can get my hands uh. on and see? No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I think you might be. Um, I think you might be. Ah, oh, man, I have, I've got to disagree with you, and I think a lot of our listeners will too. I think. Nah. Uh, okay. Well, look. While we're on the Cowboys, uh, my the last one that I had back in the good list was the 2019 Cowboys Anzac. Just pulling it up on my screen now. Uh, it, not a lot of changes from their uh, season in, season out design, yeah. but you know, swapping in a, a more gold finish to those um, design elements where the yellow was traditionally, and I think they have incorporated a tonal camo, yeah, uh, camo in their um, defense jerseys. They call them not the uh, not Anzac, yeah, defense. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I really like that color combination—the the kind of darker blue and the that gold. Um, yeah, yep. Twenty twenty is a dodgy one as well. Another off another color cam- camo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that one. It's not the best. <laughs> I, I was a big fan of the twenty twenty two one as well. I th- just thought it was over the top, but crazy. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Cowboys, really, yeah, really building the scene of the sort of attack they went through in Townsville. Yeah, we did talk about that last year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys did uh, that one. Yeah, that was um, not Kit, and I wasn't there at the time. So, um, the, our other designer, yeah, did a good okay. job. Sweet. Um, Have you got any more? Wrap us up. Oh, uh, I was quickly going to mention. Um, Obviously, you've got the the light blue of the bunnies and the roosters. They're always going to be popular in, in classics. Mm-hmm. Um, the bunnies one from last year with their weird green and red Union Jack and stars. Yeah. Um, the Warriors 2015, the stained glass one. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about full illustrations too. Yeah. Um, I think 
the Warriors haven't really hit on an Anzac jersey yet. Um, twenty nineteen, probably their best with the field of poppies and the ferns sort of integrated. Yeah, come on, Puma. <laughs> um, and then I just wanted to mention the Knights as well. They've kind of gone on a different down a different road to everyone else in a lot of their designs. Um, okay. I don't necessarily like them, but they've got that very realistic photo kind of going on rather than the silhouette style that we've seen become the sort of common go-to. For this year or just in general? Just in general, 2015, 2016 was the same sort of thing, just like a collage of photos mixed yeah, together, yeah. you know, dudes floating over boats in the water and yeah um or statues over yeah so they love a they love a floating boat in the middle of nowhere <laughs> being a uh uh what are they a harbor town not a harbor town a um a port town yeah <laughs> port. um yeah i i suppose i just also want to do a quick shout out to just a couple of the melbourne demons ones i think there's some really effective designs that they've done i'm not going to go specifically through the years but where they've incorporated some sort of element in the the middle of their v um and i think there was one also it might have been 2017 with the the light blue kind of sunrise faded silhouette one i know the silhouettes mm. are being uh, overdone at the moment but uh that one i think yeah, stands out for me too. Yeah. Uh, we should probably, you know, mention some of the ones that uh, our listeners read out. So we'll we'll jump over into the, the mailbag a little bit. We'll include this as part of the, the mailbag segment. But, um, yeah, we've got 2015 Cowboys from the NQ Cowboys uh, history members Instagram page, I think it is. Uh, Matty Ferg says, Roosters, camo, simple, not over the top, and a... Jersey, Jersey actually worn on Anzac Day. Uh, a couple of people here have said their roosters sky blue or wartime blue. Thanks, Coopsy2505 and the underscore jersey underscore drawer. Um, our friend Sean Castelline, looking back, there's way more misses than hits as far as Anzac jerseys go. And friend of the show underscore Droy, uh, D-Roy, uh, Rosedale Football Club 2023. Mate, I tried to do a look for that <laughs> and see if I could find that jersey and nothing could come up. So feel free to send an image over and we'll include it um, yeah. in one of our links. Uh, I think and- um, what are your sort of winners for this year? Uh, obviously, Parramatta's got a lot of love, um, but I do think the Bulldogs one is up there as well. Yeah, okay. Yep, Kit and I mentioned that one last week as well. I think that we said that was the effectiveness in um in in the way that the, the shapes kind of met in a V formation, um, which we kind of get now with the port one that we've we've talked about earlier today. But yeah. It's nice, it's clean. Mm, Jeez, Bulldogs, yep. Bulldogs coming out good this year. They are. Some decent designs. Uh, and some responses to bad, bad jerseys. Uh, we had uh, Rick FSC, Manly Desert Camo was terrible. Uh, Zach George, Manly 2012, worst jersey ever in my opinion. Um, and Coopsy2505 says Manly. Blakey.j, 2010 to 2012, Hawthorne, Kokoda, Guernsey, which we have spoken about just before. 
Uh, and we've got friend of the show, somebody here, I I A M I M Cini, saying that Manly's 2023 jersey is part of that list. So go figure. Uh, and yeah, thank you for anyone else who also um, responded to our posts online regarding yeah. best and worst Anzac jerseys. I was um, just outside of the Anzac Day uh, topic, sent a message as well. Um, you guys spoke last week, I think we did the week before as well, about the white uh, football fans going with the black shorts and then the Matildas going with the built-in shorts for yes. the ladies with the period um, protection. Um, so yeah, a friend of mine, Catherine, um, she reached out and said, cool that, you know, a podcast with three guys on it, uh, mentioning that and, and talking about it. So um, yeah, thanks for, for listening and um, happy to sort of play our role. Play our well, role, well, yeah, you know. Look, you know. Bring it, it to the to the masses absolutely and as you said we are three fellas but um we're all in this you know together and you know we certainly don't get, <laughs> yeah. don't uh, fully appreciate and, and experience some of the things that females have to go through and you know obviously no. if um if we had some female friends or colleagues that we worked with that were interested in jumping on a podcast would definitely include them but yeah no, um, i thought it was cool that that was something a, a female noticed so um, for sure yeah thanks for reaching out and no water off our back is it so not at all nah. and and thank you to all of our listeners as well um for constantly showing up popping those earbuds in and, and having a listen we definitely appreciate it um and interacting with our instagram page as well at field of design podcast uh, if you haven't subscribed please do um to make sure that you're getting them hot off the press when new episodes are released and it always helps us if you can leave some uh, stars uh, rate us on your preferred podcast app. Nicholas, how many stars do we deserve this week? Uh, I don't know. Some, five? Uh, yeah, five. Five, like the five Southern Cross. Five stars, like the Southern Cross. I know you'd agree with me on that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Nick, for having this conversation with me. Um, you guys put six. So <laughs> we have four, you have six. Five's the average. That's good stuff. Six. Yeah, what on is your southern dodgy cr- one off the side? On the Southern Cross, we have what's, six. What's your stupid one hanging off to the side? What does that mean? Uh, six. No, you got your dodgy one under the Union Jack. What's that one? That's not part of the Southern Cross. That's a Federation star. Don't give me that. Do, 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 a, do a Google in your own a, time. A cross has four points. You live points. in this country now. Pay some a respect, would you? four points. Yeah, Australia's better than New Zealand for living. That's fair. <laughs> Get that on the record, Craig. We're going to use that later. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. Cheers, Nick. Thanks, mate. Catch you later. Bye. God, my head. Headache or too much curry? Too much curry. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. You've hosted the games in 50, 74, and 1990. Yeah, I've done it a few times. 
I painted the pool that the races were in in nineteen whenever. What races? Which ones? The the swimming races. Okay. I painted that pool, mate. In nineteen ninety. How old are you? No, no, no. No. We repainted it. <laughs> oh, repainted it. So you're just going over the top of someone else's stuff. No, we had to send that shit back, you know. <laughs> well, I was actually I was actually going over the top of my dad's work because he had, <laughs> he had done the the last touch up as well. Uh huh. So, so he did it in 1990. No, he did it in like the <laughs> mid two. I think it was 2008 or something, and then oh we were doing gosh. it in like 2018 or some shit. Oh dear. So he didn't do a good enough job in 2008. He had to go back, and you had to paint oh. over his work that you didn't that he did in 2008. Yeah, I had to fix his shit. Nah. <laughs> I had to wear a high visibility jacket in the pool. In the pool. What I would have. What I because some machinery is going to drive on me. R- really? Was how how could you paint with the water? Like, wouldn't wouldn't the paint just go <laughs> through the water? That's what I'd really like to know. <laughs> You're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> you just block out one lane. So water is in lanes seven to one and you're painting in lane eight and then they move the water over into the next lane and you you paint lane seven? Is that how it works? Yeah, we called on Moses. We brought him down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good one. I bet his rates are pretty high. Eh? I bet his rates are pretty high. My dad. Moses. Oh, yeah, Moses. To to part the water. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he probably owns... He owns that industry. It's Auckland Council, mate. They just spray the money around. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, Moses. He's he's in a he's in a niche industry. Not many people can do it, so he can, can charge the big the bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got got salt water rate and um, dead sea rates and chlorine rates and clear uh, clear rates. Fresh water, 